Hello and welcome to this latest ISIS Energy podcast where we're discussing what's been happening in the energy markets this week. My name is Miriam Sears and I'm the Deputy News Editor and I've got with me Sophie, Josie and Tom and we're going to be looking particularly at Poland uh, this week. So first of all, LNG-wise, Josie, what's been happening this week in Poland? Um, this week in Poland, the LNG terminal Swinisha is um, due to receive its first uh, commercial cargo mm-hmm. from the Middle East. Poland's got a long-term agreement with Qatar, but up until now it's only received some commissioning cargoes to, I believe, uh, get the terminal up and running. This is the first commercial cargo as part of their long-term agreement. Poland's getting its um, LNG from two principal sources at the moment. Long-term agreement with the Middle East that I just mentioned, but also it put out a spot tender um, about a month ago uh, to receive five spot cargoes. These will be um, from Norway. So mm-hmm. these are these are the two principal markets at the moment, and the the spot cargo, the Arctic Princess, is um, due in towards uh, the end of this month. Great. And just to clarify, this cargo that's coming into the terminal, that's about to arrive? It should be arriving um, in the next couple of days. I think it was even meant to arrive yesterday, but bad weather has um, prevented that happening. Great. And uh, Tom, you're the editor of the Our Gas Report. What does this mean for the opening up, I guess, of the Polish market and of Eastern European markets? It means a lot and it means very little, I suppose. It depends on how you look at it. From a political uh, leverage uh, angle, it, you know, th- this terminal uh, and the use of uh, PGNIG, the, the state-owned incumbent, to procure this gas is quite a big political step forward. It means that there is some bargaining that that company can do when it re- renews its long-term agreement with Russia's Gazprom mm-hmm. in, uh, in 2022. Um, but in terms of actually day-to-day market developments, probably not a lot because... PGNIG is the only company to have booked regas capacity at the terminal. It's got 65% of the ca- capacity. The volumes it's procured from, from Stat Oil and from Catogas will not cover that 65%, so that it will be not completely used. And, and no one else really wants to use it because it's a very expensive terminal to use. And mm. once the gas LNG enters the Polish domestic grid, there's not a great deal, it, it can't go very far. So mm. the, the sort of hub price impact is probably quite minimal to begin with. Yeah. I wonder if this is another story of uh, developments happening for security of supply reasons, but not necessarily because they're needed in the market. No, I, I, I agree with that totally. I mean, it's quite feasible that down the line things will change. Maybe if the tariff, the regas tariff comes down, or if the interconnections between Poland and Germany, or even Poland uh, Ukraine improve, then other shippers will be interested in getting that capacity. And at that point, maybe it will have more of a market impact in the same way that. Uh, the Klaipeda terminal in, in Lithuania has has sort of ignited an element of regional trade uh, when initially basically it was a political project. Yeah, sure. And uh, switching the floor now to Sophie, who has been covering Polish electricity markets this week. It's There's been some interesting developments in the markets. Sophie, can you talk us through what those have been? Um, yeah, well, earlier this week, uh, the electricity imports into Poland, coming from Sweden and Lithuania, were actually cut to zero in most hours. This happened on Wednesday, and this followed some technical issues that uh, the power exchange uh, TGE was experiencing. Um, these kind of stemmed from the software update that Nordpol had implemented earlier in the week. Um, TGE, the Polish exchange, was unable to send the dead bids to Nordpol. As a result, the capacity was cut. 
The cable itself was working, but it was using Poland as a transit country with Sweden and uh, Lithuania uh, just uh, carrying out electricity exchanges. Um, as a result, prices obviously spiked. Um, the total capacity that was messing was 1.1 gigawatt. This was covered by the system from uh, domestic generation. Um, however, hourly prices for Wednesday peaked at 215 euros per megawatt um, hour. Um, obviously, that's quite a lot. Uh, the overall this this happened after the um, the first fixing on the power exchange. Um, so just before the second fixing, uh, which was the one that was mainly affected. Um, the next day, the situation went back to normal. Mm -hmm. um, TG uh, told us and informed us in the evening that uh, they had resolved the issues and it was unlikely that it would happen again. Okay, and you've been speaking to lots of Polish power traders this week. What's the kind of feeling for the outlook for next week in Poland? Well, at the moment, yesterday prices w were uh, rallying, um, but this was actually driven by a heat wave that's expected next week. Right. Um, obviously, this is expected to increase consumption, um, but the biggest fear from traders uh, that we have uh, heard from is the fact that um, the water levels are currently very low. Um, and with a heat wave coming, there could be some issues with uh, the cooling abilities of thermal power plants. A big concern is for the Kosinice 2.9 gigawatt uh, coal-fired power plant. In the past, we have seen a situation like this. It, it happened last year and again, prices spiked. I guess it remains to be seen if uh, there will be a similar situation next week. Okay, great. Thanks guys for chatting today. And um, you can go to www.isis.com to find out more about our energy co coverage. Thanks.